Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 405, covering Remembrance. Hi, friends, and, and hi especially to new friends, you you who are joining us for the first time or maybe have been away for a while, because mm-hmm. uh, we're doing Star Trek again, and we're doing, this is our eighth Star Trek series. Our eighth real Star Trek. God, we've yeah. been at this for a while. For a decade. Mm-hmm. We have done all of them. Uh, in case you were joining us for the first time, there is a previ- uh, preceding uh, 404 episodes where we covered the entirety of Star Trek to this yep. point. So, you know, get caught up. We'll wait. Yeah. Not right now, though, because no. we got business to discuss. <laughs> oh, you're back. Good. Yes, good. Um, So coming into this new series to Picard, would you say we were both a little hesitant, a little, yeah. like, skittish? Yeah. Um, I liked the look of the first trailer that dropped, but anytime you're going back to, like, old stuff, it's a little, you know, it's a little... Well, that's been our thing is like, okay, let's move forward now. And they did a show that was a prequel and it was like, we, okay, come on. Can we, can we move forward? And this does move forward. This is the, this is the furthest Trek has gone now. Yes. I mean, Discovery season three is supposed to go much further than that, but also they're still messing around with time stuff and it would not surprise me to discover that they have undone some of the things but I, we'll talk about that when we get to that they cr- they're gonna crisis the kelvin and the regular universe together oh don't do that also i hope we don't have to talk about this on the show a lot mm. but i know there is some confusion there's a there's a dude we know who is very intelligent uh, a very good dude uh who just could not understand that the kelvin universe is a separate thing from this he's like but if the supernova happened and Romulus is gone. That means Spock went back in time and changed history. And now Vulcan's gone. Like, no. Yeah. I saw someone else talking about this on, uh, on uh, Twitter this week. Yeah. I, I feel like some people are confused about that. And I hope we don't have to spend a lot of time on that because it's very clear to me. Like, yeah. yes, the Spock from this world <clears throat> went back and did all that stuff. The, the timeline that we know that we're familiar with continued you know, normally. Yeah, it's the 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 um, it's not Back to the Future rules. It's uh, no, it's it's Avengers Endgame rules. It's a dividing universe, not a changing universe. Right. It's just different timelines. And yeah, and Star Trek. I I can see a bit of the confusion because Star Trek is usually something changed and we have to go back and set it right. Yes. And it hasn't usually worked that way before, but it does now. So mm-hmm. so that said, and I do like that the Romulan supernova, the destruction of Romulus, which in-universe happened 10 years ago. I like that that is a plot point mm-hmm. because that is a major event that happened. It should be, yeah. Like, it's a huge it's a huge deal. It took a huge chunk out of, like, one of the biggest empires in the universe. Right. And it's cool that they're not ignoring the movies. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, those take place in a separate, you know, in a separate timeline. But this event set it all off was a big deal. So yeah. that's good. Um, and I will say that most of my concerns about going back, doing stuff, you know, like doing familiar things uh, uh, were unfounded. Mm-hmm. I would say there was a little bit of fan service, but the right amount for me. Mm-hmm. And I was largely pleased 
by by what I saw. Yeah, I'm very excited to see where we're sort of where we're going with this. Yeah, the, the the concern with any like modern serialized show is always okay, but is it going to pay off? Mm-hmm. And they're only doing ten episodes, so that's that's one way they can maybe like mitigate some of those problems. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But yeah. uh, why don't you why don't you kick things off and tell us what happened in Remembrance? All right, so eighteen years later. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Admiral Jean-Luc, I'm Captain Picard. Picard. And what he's doing is uh, well, mostly hanging around his vineyard being old. He has dreams about the Enterprise and his old pal Data. But those days are pretty much behind him since the synthetic attack on Mars. See last week's episode, True Believers, Excelsior. Pretty much crippled Starfleet's exploration of the universe and made them decide not to provide any aid to the Romulans in the wake of the destruction of their sun. See Star Trek 2000, True Believers. We got shit tons of continuity to mow through now. Nuff said. I should have traded Kirby and Ditko better. <laughs> JLP is also currently living with a couple of Romulans, who I guess he personally provided a home for, which is pretty nice. So meanwhile, and fuck me, is that Boston? Are we seeing another city on Earth that isn't just fucking San Francisco? Wow. Uh, Okay, anyway, in Boston, Jesus Christ, a woman named Dodge is celebrating her acceptance into the Daystrom Academy when a bunch of asshole ninjas break in, kill her boyfriend with a knife, and then she beats the shit out of them with secret kung fu before getting an image of Jean-Luc. Kung fu knife ninjas with visions of Patrick Stewart, eh? I'm pretty sure this is an X-Men movie now. (laughs) So she heads over to France and JLP takes her in because he's a good dude, and also he doesn't have a whole lot going on right now. The next morning, Dodge leaves, worried that she'll lure more evil ninjas to Picard's giant house, and Picard realizes that he recognizes her from a painting that his old dead friend Data gave him back when he was still Picard's young, alive friend Data. (laughs) He goes to his archives at Starfleet Command in San Francisco, there it is, and finds the old painting, and sure enough, that's Dodge, all right, in a painting that was definitely painted before Dodge could be born, which is weird. So then Dodge finds him, having gotten a weird message from her mother, who definitely exists and is not a programmer or anything, who says that, to tell her to find Picard again. Reunited, Picard begins to realize that Dodge is actually an android and possibly the daughter Data always wanted. So it's a shame when the ninjas appear again and murder her with acid spit. Also, it turns out they're Romulans. So, pissed off, Picard heads over to the Daystrom Institute to find out more information on flesh and blood androids. And he meets Dr. Agnes Girati, who says that no... An android like that would not be possible without access to Data's positronic brain. There's a ban on studying androids, and anyway, the only person who would have known about that was crazy old man-measurer Bruce Maddox, and he disappeared 20 years ago this very night. Picard begins to suspect that Dodge may indeed have been an android created by Maddox, and then Agnes tells him that in a tribute to Doublemint Gum, androids come in pairs. Meanwhile, at the Romulan reclamation site, whatever that means, Dodge's sister Soji flirts with a Romulan who looks almost exactly like Crazy Spock, and then we pan out to see that they're actually in a Borg cube, which is also fucking weird. It's weird, but not in a way that, I, like, I expected we, when the Borg cube showed up in one of those trailers, I was like, oh, come on, get a new idea, yeah, please. Yeah, we're, we're doing the Borg again. But no, I'm very interested by uh, Romulans camping out in a big old cube. Yeah, I think reclamation means like this is like they're still recovering from the disaster. Mm-hmm. They're still like rebuilding. Yeah, is is what I kind of assumed. It's a bit like you see a ton of like Romulan ships coming in and out of it too. So mm-hmm. something's going on, which is yeah. intriguing. Yeah, it is, and I felt invested in what's going on, and I'm curious to see what happens next. 
Yeah, we, we so we talked about this a little bit before the show. We were a little worried about sort of the direction. Like Patrick Stewart went on record as talking about sort of like this ain't your mama's star Starfleet. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about like uh, what's going on in the world now and that sort of thing. And it's like, uh oh, they're gonna t- they're gonna turn the Federation into like a failed like everything's falling apart. Some and- fucking they put some fucking reality TV show star in fr- in charge of the Federation. And well, well that's fucking- the that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard of. Where did that even come from? Right. But yeah, I I figured here's the thing: if you're joining us for the first time, or if you if it's been a while. Here's a th- here's a thing. Here's a position we have taken for a long time. Star Trek has a reputation of being very good about talking about current events. That reputation is not well earned. Mm-hmm. About I would say, what would you say? About ten percent of the time, they get it right. Yeah, there, there are definitely episodes that get it right, and those, oh, there I absolutely feel like, are. I feel like those are the ones that sort of stand out in everybody's minds, and then yeah. they forget about like the one where racism is bad because a guy is two color, two is black and white on one side, and you know. Yeah, usually it's really ham-fisted and and just uh, terrible, and so we were worried, like, oh boy, Star Trek's gonna try to talk about stuff again. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, actually, I'm I'm very interested in seeing this direction from Star. So they've basically started. Sh- there was the attack on Mars by the synthetics, which was mm-hmm. basically took out the fleet and their ability to make more ships. So Starfleet's sort of crippled now, right? And that sort of led them to pulling back aid from Romulus because why are we helping out these guys who have been assholes to us for since the founding of the Federation? And there's a there's a great moment. So it's it's a little clumsy writing. I will say necessary, but clumsy. Yeah. To bring a reporter in to say, tell us what happened since mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Generation ended. It is, but it's, uh, it's But it's been, necessary. Someone it's needs to do this. It's been a yes. long chunk of time since we've seen these guys. Yes, and thankfully, the 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 primary heavy lifting in the scene is done by Patrick Stewart, who, uh, you guys may not be aware of this, pretty good actor. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, uh, she says, uh, why would you want to risk your career? Why would you want to help these people? And he's like, lives were in danger. And he, she said, Romulan lives. And he gets real mad and he says, yeah, lives. Lives were in, yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, yes, there he is. That's kind this of everything isn't... you need to know right there. But remember, this franchise did four movies, and he was so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, th- most of those movies, I would argue the Generations had a pretty good idea of his character. After that, he became action hero guy. Yeah, those movies are not great. I, I've regardless, been thinking about them a lot this week. <laughs> regardless, even if you liked the movies, mm-hmm. you have to at least acknowledge that they took a lot of liberties with Picard to make them happen because yeah. they thought that's what people wanted out of a Star Trek movie was a dynamic leading man. And, okay, that's fine, but that's not Picard's leadership style. It never has been, and it felt weird for him to be, you know, lock and load, stay that's, frosty. That's the thing. He's a dynamic leading character. He's just not that type of dynamic leading character. No, that's what Riker's for. That's what yeah. Worf is for. He's that's got guys. That's what they've always been there for, you know? That show has always been more about the ensemble and about, like, he's got a team, and... Kirk was always running off with his two friends, and that's it. But mm. Picard had a whole team. Those that are the, had... the key differences between those two. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone's really explored the fact that uh, Kirk and Picard are, are different. But mm-hmm. this show—that's that's one of the things we like to do. Here. Yeah, we like so, to, you know, we, you know, we like to get our hand in there talking about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe look under those rocks that other Star Trek uh, commenters might not. Under those rocks that they buried Picard or uh, Kirk under. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, the, the thing is like, that's what 
hit me early on is like, oh, good. This is Picard. This isn't some like uh, shoving Patrick Stewart into a role that doesn't really fit. Like mm-hmm. he was the diplomat. He was the historian. He was passionate about like sentient rights, all of those things. Yeah. And it was so nice to see him again. Yeah. It really just like, I mean, this is my good thing, you know, like I'm going to get this out of the way right now, but uh-huh. like if this show did literally anything else, like it has Patrick Stewart as John Luke Picard one last time. And, it was really nice seeing him, you know? There are... I I, I walk a line between... There, there's been a lot of media bringing stuff back mm-hmm. lately. You know, we've got that whole, like, nostalgia thing, which means we get a lot of movies where guys we saw growing up are old now, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's not very good at all. And right. this is not that. It was really good seeing him again and seeing him be the way I remember him, you know? No, and my, like I said, my main concern was that they were going to continue to push this, he's an action hero guy. They were going to continue to do what Shatner insisted on in the later original series movies, Mm. which is, yeah, I'm old, but I can still, like, kick ass and get the ladies. And, like, no, man, first of all, Picard was always a little older to begin with. Yeah, like he starts the show at 60 if I'm not wrong, right? I I think so. I'm not I'm never clear on that cuz Patrick Stewart didn't age for a really long time and then suddenly he got to his current age. Yeah. Like it didn't happen gradually. It sort of happened all at once. But like he's always been like that was this that was the the thing at the very beginning of Next Gen was he's the distant like he never had time for a family and he doesn't like children yeah. and he's he's shut himself off from everyone and he gradually becomes this father figure to everyone but he's still the guy who sits behind the desk and makes everyone else do the work you yeah. know he's a delegator and, and he still is mm-hmm. and that was so important to me and and yeah his his acting yeah of course still amazing yeah like there were some specific moments oh yeah that, no like <laughs> Like you were talking about, seeing him get angry during the interview was so oh, good. good. Yes, the, there, there's a when Dodge shows up at the at the the vineyard, which I keep wanting to call a farm, which I guess it is. Um, he's just he's so kind. Yes, and it's just it's really beautiful to see just just him talking to his new awesome dog. It's all yep. good. It's all so good. He does Patrick Stewart just does like an incredible job of making me happy to see him when he's old. And it's it's uh, both of our concerns going in also was they would forget about the character development. Mm-hmm. They would forget that at the end of Next Gen, he had become more accepting of his of his found family. Yeah. And he had like he didn't hate kids anymore. And he was more, you know, kind and all of that. Yeah. And that really reflected in those moments you talk about, like when when do- when this when this young woman freaking out about dead people shows up like this stranger shows up. His move is not to say, get off my property. His move is to take her hands and look her in the eye and say, calm yourself. Yeah. And, oh, that was so, and, like, season one Picard wouldn't have done that, but mm-hmm. the Picard that grew from that series absolutely would have. It felt, yeah, like, it was good acting, but it also felt true to the character. We were also, we were talking about before um, how, like, you know, he he had developed this found family and... When this series starts, none of them are anywhere to be seen. Oh, and this was a big concern for you. Exactly. And between, so we have him dreaming about data when this when the show opens, mm-hmm. 
and we have his dog who's called number one. And I really sort of feel like it's like it's not that he's cut himself off. Like, I think something's happened where he doesn't see these people anymore, but I don't well, think it's his fault. And he that left Starfleet to me. He left Starfleet in anger. Like mm-hmm. he got upset about the way they were handling things. And he said, I want no part of this. And he left. Yeah. And I feel like everyone got on with their careers and they probably kept in touch, but they're out there exploring the galaxy. He is now back home in his ancestral vineyard on Earth. Like, maybe they email or whatever Mm -hmm. happens in the 24th century, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? I've talked to Bill in fucking forever. Yeah. My old friend Bill. He probably gets a Christmas card from Jordy or something, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Jordy and the Jordy family. God, I hope he's not married to Leah Brahms. Yeah, please no. That was was problematic. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, nothing from uh, from All Good Things needs to have happened. Yeah, that was all a nice, like, fun teaser. What could be, but but mm-hmm. this is a, this is a different thing. Yeah, I don't know. But I we have seen that um, that the Rikers are going to be showing up. Yep, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Oh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, I know they said next season they're going to get Guinan, and mm-hmm. I don't know who else they have so far. But uh, I have seen pictures of Patrick Stewart with uh, uh, Gates McFadden, so I'm pretty sure she's going to show up at some point. Oh, but uh, that's all I know so far. Uh, we we were never a fan of. I I I'm just assuming that people listening like there's there's going to be some new people. So I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I feel like I need to back up and fill them in because. The prevailing wisdom seems to be, well, Dr. Crusher was great. Uh, you know, we thought that too. Yeah, she really wasn't. She really didn't even have one good moment. She no. was she was pretty and she was kind, but uh, she fucked a ghost. She sure did. That's the most noteworthy thing she did. Uh-huh, Bever fucked a ghost. And and mostly she ran around fretting about her, her poor little special boy. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. Um, But yeah, I, I think... I think he's probably kept in touch or tried to. Like, yeah. I think your concern, and, and once you brought it up, it was my concern. as well. Like, yeah, you make a good point. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, God, did he cut himself off from these people? That doesn't that's, make sense. I, that's what it sort of felt like from the, the, the trailers, but that doesn't seem like the case anymore. No, he cut himself off from Starfleet. Yeah. but And that's all it. his friends are in Starfleet. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to do? Shit, that's where all my friends live. Oh, no. I don't, have any, I don't know anyone outside of work. <laughs> Is this the man I've become? It's just you and me now, Q. <laughs> Wait, is Q the dog? Maybe. That would explain. It was the thinks. dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is what one this one thing I'm looking forward to is I always am very excited when we start a new series because I want to see what we're gonna latch on to. Oh yeah. I, I'm very I, pleased to be getting back to a bunch of shit from the TNG years. Oh, there's a there's a scene in this where he goes to his storage locker, mm-hmm. which is a it's a 24th century like high tech. It's in stasis, as he says. He's got uh, Walter White's big pile of money st- stashed in there. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, we're going to the post atomic horror equivalent of that and dusting mm-hmm. off all our old next gen jokes. Yep, uh, the ones that we still consider appropriate because we recorded those episodes in like 2012 and 2013 when we were still kind of stupid when we were shitty people. Yeah, well. Shittier people. Uh-huh. Let's not act like we're at the end of that road now. We're It's an ongoing process. Yeah. Uh, so my good thing is something we've kind of danced around a bit already. Um, I liked how respectful the show is of its legacy. Like, I was worried. There's a, there's a fine line for me. There's, we're continuing the story in this world, and there's blatant fan service. Mm. And 
it's hard to identify sometimes and it's it's completely subjective it's completely sometimes i will say i felt very patronized and matt will say i don't know what to tell you man i liked it mm-hmm. and sometimes the opposite will happen like it's it's a it's a very subjective thing but i was very concerned going in this would be the greatest hits it would be uh hey you nerds like data right here's data and hey here's this and here's the and there was a little of that but there was exactly enough mm-hmm. that opening scene where he's on the enterprise d with data playing poker mm-hmm. was such a good like it grabbed me from from the first yeah, it, scene it really does i was like oh here we go already like it's it's already trying to like patronize me. It's already trying to pander to me. Mm-hmm. No, it was a beautiful scene. Yeah. Also, it had some really nice sort of symmetry. Uh, the the song we hear at the end of Nemesis, which was mm-hmm. not great, but it was the last next gen story, ended with that Blue Skies song. Yep. So we pick up with that. Also, the last line of Next Gen the series was mm-hmm. him dealing cards and saying the sky's the limit. Yeah. So it was really nice sort of bringing things back and we're on that ship yeah which one of the problems i always had with the movies was i didn't care about the enterprise e because it showed up at the end this is mm-hmm. our stepdad this is like uh, that's not our real ship where's the real ship yeah. and i we think spent seven years on the other ship where's that one and i think like the show's sort of finally realizing that like I, a lot of the, i mean that's the one people like you and several of our guests have argued in favor of the enterprise e and i get it it's, it's fine I, I as a design it's probably a better designed ship and it's it looks better because it's on film but i this is just because we spent so much time like no other ship in the history of star trek has been around so much mm-hmm. like i just realized this like that the enterprise d has just like has been there more than like uh, the only other ship i mean i guess maybe voyager sure <clears throat> other than that everyone didn't last that long or blew up their ship or got their ship late or whatever like mm-hmm. We just spent a lot of time there. It's it's part of the show to me. And seeing it in like glorious HD, even for a minute, was yeah. fantastic. Like they do that shot I'm always a sucker for where you see the external shot and they zoom in until you see people in the windows. And yep, I love that. And I love all that. And I love that they're not reinventing or tweaking things from the past. Mm-hmm. Like most people don't care about this. I know. But Discovery when they showed the original series uniforms, added this black collar to them. Yeah, they're I, they're they're clearly updated. Like they're supposed to be. Yeah, that's what we the uniform. The show, but they're yeah. clearly updated. And I don't. I don't like. I first of all, I don't understand it. It doesn't add anything. Second of all, it's like why fix that? It's so iconic. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. This show didn't do that. We saw Data in his first contact uniform and his uh, next gen uniform. That next gen uniform is so next gen uniform too. Yeah. Like down to the zipper on the back that they could easily not include anymore. Yeah. It's it, it they didn't feel the need to say, uh, it looked like this only a little better. We yeah. we've always had a problem with that and now we're gonna fix it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That's but the best just, There it is. Yeah. But the best thing to me was how much they wove in elements like deep cuts. Like a chunk of this story hinges on Bruce Maddox. I'm very interested to see this. Like my sort of early thoughts on this is that we're going to do a lot of stuff around like measure of a man. And that excites me quite a bit. The thing is, there's so many pieces from so many episodes in Mm -hmm. this one, in this hour of television, Bruce Maddox, 
loomed very large in Star Trek. If if you don't remember, he's the guy who brought the case against Data to say, uh, legally, he's not sentient, and I can take him off for study, and I can create copies of him. And In the first great TNG episode. Yeah. In the second season of this yeah. seven-season show, the only time he appeared, after that they mentioned him several times. Yeah, um, Data writes him a letter in Data's yeah. Day, I want to say. Yes. And he's mentioned a few other times. I'm pretty yeah. sure in, uh, in in the episode where he creates Lal, uh, he's yes. he's at least mentioned. And it's it's such a deep cut. Like, those are all classic episodes. They're amazing, like, top tier, like, top ten mm. next-gen episodes. But still, this character appeared once. Yeah. And it's not like he appeared once, like, uh, you know, he's not like Q or, like, Tomalock or, you know what I mean? Like We get, like, the, uh, oh, it's time for Bruce Maddox to show up. Yeah. Or Luxana Troy, any of those mm-hmm. guys. He's just he's just some Starfleet paper pusher who was the antagonist in one hour out of 178 hours. Mm-hmm. And he's a big part of this series. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that they're fitting the Romulan supernova together with the uh, data creating Lal, with Bruce Maddox. Like mm-hmm. all these things that, that from Next Gen, not just the greatest hits, but the things that work for this story. Yeah are all pieced together in a new and interesting way. And that's that's the kind of fan service I'm cool with, is like building on it and moving forward with it, not just revisiting the stuff that you know is popular. And yeah, they're doing something with the Borg, but it looks kind of interesting to me yeah, so far. Yeah, we'll see. You know. The Borg have, have failed us so many times, mm-hmm. is the thing. We thought they were pretty cool, mostly through Next Gen, and then well, Voyager it, happened. Yeah. And, it really sort of burnt us out on, on I, Plus, plus... They show up in every comic, every book. Yeah, it's it's always the first thing anyone goes to, and it's it's so tired. Yeah, it's like they were a good villain, but part of the reason they were a good villain was because there was nothing there. Like yeah. the more the more detail you give us, like no, they are cold and dispassionate, and they will drain your humanity. That's it. Like mm-hmm. we don't want their backstory. We don't want them to be sympathetic. We certainly That's... don't want to see the Borg castle. No. Which, uh, if you'll recall, uh, Voyager definitely happened. Well, also, I thought you were referring to when Lore. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I didn't even thought of that. No, that was they, bad, too. Yeah. Maybe they got the idea from Lore and built their own castle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like fucking Snake Mountain. You're right. Like, yeah. the Borg Queen turned into this cackling supervillain from her from her fortress. Soon I will destroy Voyager. Janeway will feel my wrath. Yeah. But, uh... Go, uh, we'll Beastman, kill her. <laughs> now, all of this said, we know from, from the trailers and from the press, they're bringing back Seven of Nine and they're bringing back Hugh. And mm-hmm. those are two interesting Borg that I'm like, okay. I'm I very will... interested to, to see them back and like together. Not not together together, but like I don't know if they know each other No, I don't uh, think so either. But if they're in the same show, it's possible that they will have a conversation. And I yeah. would like to see that. I what I like is how I assume this will unfold, and who knows? But I figure Picard's gonna realize there's Borg involved. He's got a history with the Borg, but he probably wants to reach out to people who know more about it. Mm-hmm. Here are two Federation citizens, former Borg, mm-hmm. who may be able to help. Like that seems like a natural way to bring them in. Um, I, who knows? Maybe there's like a recovering Borg uh, support group or something. You know? I'd be like, interested to see that. Yeah, because. These two made it out, and Picard made it out. Surely there's others. We have a cure for Borgs now. Yeah? It's sleep data. <laughs> Terrible. Mm-hmm. It's not great. No. 
Um, but anyway, so all, all of that said, I just, I liked how it weaved, weaved together, wove mm-hmm. together, like sure. lots and lots of pieces of Star Trek. And I was worried they were going to bring back data. Like I thought it was going to be real clumsy and terrible. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's still dead and we still get to see him. It's like, yeah, because of course everyone loves data. He's lots of people's favorite character. I get it. Mm-hmm. But also he died and that needs yeah. to mean something. You, and it does. You you made the decision. Uh, you Not you specifically, but Star Trek made the decision, the bad decision, I would say, mm-hmm. to kill this character. Like mm-hmm. you've got you, you you've got to live with that, you know? Yeah. Like, there's already been enough characters resurrected. Yeah. I And if if over the course of this series they do that and they do it in a natural way, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say I'm going to hate it. But right now, picking up where you left off, he's still dead. Good. Yeah. You didn't just first five minutes say, poof, he's back. Yeah. they We were really worried. It was like they built him up. They rebuilt him off screen. Uh-huh. Which is what also, the comics did. Also, I love that the dumb like back door that they gave themselves uh before mm-hmm. has data's brain he'll be he'll be up and running again soon uh before is in pieces in a drawer mm-hmm. and they like uh this was a real bad idea he shut down almost immediately he's in this drawer now yeah <laughs> i love that i love that's like them saying ugh nemesis N- yeah it did happen it is canon but, mm-hmm. ugh, but right ugh, nemesis <laughs> i loved it i i really enjoyed that that before thing didn't go anywhere. It's just like, here's what's left. I saw on Twitter this week, a lot of people were watching Nemesis in preparation to, oh, uh, boy. to, uh, to see this. Yeah. And I'm just like, you, you, you're, you're good guys. You don't No, It was a very bad movie. It was. And we thought going in, we were excited still about next gen. Like we were anticipating DS nine, but we're like, yeah, let's, this couldn't be as bad as we remember from 2002. Let's give it another go. Uh, and it was worse. I remember liking it when I saw it in theaters the first time. Like I was excited yeah, but to revisit it. And it's just you were like, like, Oh, you were like 19 when it came out the first time. Yep, though. I sure was. And it was very of its time. So you probably bought into a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember not hating it either, but Oh boy, it's bad. It's fucking bad. Yeah, I said this on Twitter this week too. Like, it took like the perfect ending for TNG, which is the the last episode, mm-hmm. and just just turned it into just a sour, sad. Yeah, but at bleh. least at least like yes, that is all true. I'm not disputing that for a minute. But at least this show isn't shying away from that. Like, it seems to not want to follow up on the the dumb threads that it left. Mm-hmm. So instead, it's like yes, all that happened, and now we're moving on. Yeah. And, that's the way to handle it. Don't ignore it, but also don't like feel obligated to keep it going. Well, I mean, that's fair. Like, you know, how much, do you, how many things do you talk about that happened 18 years ago? Well, they, there was a fair amount of things discussed in this that happened in Nemesis is the thing, particularly yeah. Data dying. Yeah. But, and you know, we're going to see Riker and Deanna Troy married, which yep. happened in Nemesis. So like, you know, and I assume they'll talk about their time on, on the Starship Titan. Uh, Titan. Like, yeah. So uh, those, th- you know, those events had mm. repercussions, but also, again. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's nice to, like, move accept, on. Even, accept even the shitty parts of your roots, you know? Yeah. And to say, this is canon, mm. now let's fix it. Yeah. And I like that. It always, I loved... Going okay. the other way always bugs me, you know? Yeah. Like, where... I'm, a big, I'm a big Aliens fan, and, like, one of the things they keep doing is going, like, oh, those last two movies you didn't like didn't happen. No, they yeah. did. I saw them. Yeah. I own the box set. Like. Yeah. You you made them fucking 
you deal yeah, with but the, I, uh, I get it a new creative team comes in and they don't want to have to deal with the previous one then you uh-huh. just you, you find ways around it man yeah man fucking terminator movies are a goddamn mess now I, okay i i haven't seen the last several but at least baked into that premise is the idea that people go back in time and change things true you got you you got me there that's been there from day one so at least at least they have that loophole but uh-huh. you know no i like i like all the Either doubling down on the bad, on the you know the bad decisions and and just living with them mm. or fixing them. In the case of be forcing, nope, no thanks. <laughs> we don't want this. Nobody, nobody wants this. No. I really liked, uh, and and I assume you looked up her name in uh, Memory Alpha. I had to, yeah. Uh, Doctor Agnes Gerati is what you were. I knew here. her name was Agnes. I could not have told mm-hmm. you her her last I, name. I wanted her to go with Picard. I wanted her to be part of his new team. I have good news. Ooh, excellent. Uh huh. I didn't, I don't, I'm trying not to pay much attention. Like, I'm trying to go in relatively fresh. Yeah, no, I, uh, well, I watched the trailer at the end, ah, so. Yeah, no, I deliberately turned it off, like, I don't want to know. But that, Which, that fair. I do want to know. Yeah, no, uh, I can't tell you anything other than that, but. Uh, That's fine. She is at least in episode two, so. She had a real, like, whenever the scene is, here's Patrick Stewart and anyone, you can see, you could see it in Next End, you can see it now the terror on a young actor's eyes and yep. they're actors and they're trying to hide it. But a lot of times it's still there. It's like, Oh like, fuck me. That's Patrick Stewart. He I got no one Dune. like the old, uh, <laughs> he had hair in Dune. No, he didn't. Didn't he? I don't think so. I thought he did. It's been a while since I've seen Dune, but uh, yeah, I, I don't have any interest. I will tell you this. He looks like Patrick Stewart. So I, that I do remember. Yes. Um, But at least like the old Romulan couple who I loved, by the way. Yep. Just, just an old married couple hanging around the vineyard, helping him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have British accents for some reason. I love that. Well, they've been living there for ten years. They I picked guess that's up fair. Yeah, they picked up the native French accent. Obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does actually speak French for the first time. Uh huh. In thirty-three years, the man says some words in French, and it's like, oh, finally. That surprises the shit out of me. It's just, oh no, what? Yeah. You no, speak I love French? It. Of course yeah. I speak French. Listen to how French I am. Je m'appelle Captain Picard. I'm a French person from France. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but this uh, uh, Agnes. Um, yes. She held her own with him immediately mm-hmm. in a real, not a powerful Shakespearean way, just in sort of her own little quirky way. And she had just like little mannerisms. She really made an impression on me with like her two scenes. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, oh, you could you couldn't come here on my day off. Oh boy. I just her whole deal where like the thing that she's fascinated by is no longer politically acceptable. Yeah. No, uh, after the I, I love that that sort of beaten Well, this is it. This is the Android section of the uh of the, the Daystrom Institute. We got a was... computer and a desk. Oh no, it was a big empty room with a lot of empty desks. Uh-huh. That made a much more of an impact than it being like a closet, I think. Mm-hmm. Because it was very spacious, but nothing was happening. Yeah, we used to have a whole lot going on. Yeah. No, I, I like all that, and I like that she's old enough to remember, like, before the, the Mars attack and all that. Mm. And I like that. Not, not to be confused with Mars attacks. <laughs> I would watch that crossover. <laughs> Come on, IDW, I know you've got the license to both. Yeah, that's true. They did a, they did a surprisingly good Mars attacks Transformers one. That's bizarre. That mostly ragged on the dumb things in Transformers, like the fact that they walk around, the humans walk around wearing rubber boots all the time. <laughs> Just a bunch of stupid jokes about how <laughs> weird choices that they made on the show. But um, better or worse than the Trek crossover. 
Oh, much better. <laughs> I haven't, I don't know that I've read any crossover comic with Trek and something else that I've liked. There yeah, must be one. Th- I don't think there's any good one. Oh, um, I remember liking the Legion crossover, oddly mm. enough. Okay. And I don't, even, I don't like the Legion of Superheroes, so that was a surprise to me. Yeah. No, I uh, if that was good, I, I haven't read it, so I couldn't say. Yeah. But but I've read a lot of not good ones. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, licensed stuff is always going to be like that. Well, but anyway. using that goddamn artist. Uh, there is that. Um, but anyway, I really liked uh, I really liked Dr. Agnes and I really mm-hmm. liked her whole just her whole sense of humor and like, oh, you're Captain Picard. Oh, you're asking me a really ridiculous, stupid question. Oh, I guess I have to take it seriously. No, <laughs> I like all that. Um, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. But the thing we haven't really talked about yet mm-hmm. is my bad thing, which is Dodge. Now, I like the actor. Yes. The character had uh, potential before she, before her face melted off and she exploded. Yep. I was just getting to like her as her face melted and she exploded. But, you well, know. we can. Yeah. Who can't we say that about? Really? I was I was very impressed that they did that, actually. And of oh, course, yeah, she's got a backup twin, whatever. But the OK, the young girl secretly programmed with deadly tactics reminded me a lot of Firefly, which ended 17 years ago. Yep. The fact that she was unaware that she was a robot reminded me of Battlestar Galactica, which ended 11 years ago. Yeah. Like, every part, everything about that part of the plot felt like it had been cobbled together from other not entirely springtime fresh sci-fi series. Sure. And one day this franchise is going to do something somewhat new, or at least new for TV. Like, not brand new original, never thought of before, but maybe something we haven't seen in a lot of popular genre shows before. But uh, today is not that day. Yeah, no, I... Again, I liked I liked the character when she wasn't kung fuing. Yeah, as like, soon as like the ninjas beam in and she's like she's been activated and she yeah. starts doing her kung fu is like oh come on. It's like I I I I've seen this, you know? I, but not kung, just in Fire in Firefly, I've seen this a bunch. Oh no, it was old when Firefly did it, let's yeah. be clear. But in terms of popular sci-fi TV shows, Battlestar uh I didn't occur to me at the time, but you're not wrong. Like, she's a secret robot that exactly. doesn't know she's a robot. Yeah. And that's all fine. I just, I, I don't know. She's a, she's, she's young. She's got a special destiny. She's dreaming about the, the old retired mm-hmm. hero. It feels more fantasy than sci-fi is my big problem with it. Sure. And there is room for fantasy adjacent things in Star Trek. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. I mean, DS9 did a great job with the whole religion. Absolutely. But something about her, like, not knowing her past and her quest to see Picard that she saw him in visions. Yeah. It all, it, it sat wrong with me. And my main concern was that it was going to be one of those stupid mysteries that Star Trek always thinks it does well and doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is she a robot? It like, yeah. What, How does she, she tie into daughter? the painting? Yeah. Yeah. And it all got solved in, in episode. I was mm-hmm. very pleased that they're not stretching out. Where did she come from? What's her connection to data? Like we had all the answers we needed within 47 minutes and i was yeah. very happy about that my my hope is that this is instead this is just going to be sort of what launches the series instead yeah. of being something we're going to like spend the entire 10 episodes on you know oh i think we're going to be spending i think we're going to be seeing a lot more of those romulan acid ninjas <laughs> is is any word of that description inaccurate matt <laughs> i hate I, I hate ninjas where ninjas don't belong. Where do you like ninjas, Al? 
where ninjas belong in stories about ninjas. <laughs> Even then, I don't particularly care for them, but I respect them. I would definitely, if I was going to make a list of things I knew you enjoyed, ninjas would not be on it, so. I mean, I did review the entirety of G.I. Joe, which had a lot of ninjas I in it. I guess that's true. I don't think, I'm, I'm not a G.I. Joe guy, so I don't uh, think neither, about the honestly. ninjas part that much. <laughs> me neither, which is why it was so much fun, because I had no connection to those characters and really didn't care. Mm-hmm. Also, that ninja was not a master of disguise. Uh, when he wanted to blend in, he would put on a coat and a hat, but still keep his ninja outfit on. I mean, it works for Ben Grimm. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. And Cobra except, Commander. Now that I think about it, except Ben Grimm's not trying to like. The thing is not known for stealth. Ninjas are known for their stealth. That's true. Uh, and apparently, for spitting acid. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't, that was a surprise. I thought I knew everything there was to know about Romulans, but I guess they've always got a trick. I mean, they're probably genetically engineered warrior ninja. Sure. They have not uh, knives. Knives on knives. I would be happy if, in this entire franchise, all the new spinoffs, everything, if another knife never showed up again. <laughs> just no more. Just in the future, for whatever reason, just like the corners in Battlestar Galactica, no more knives. Mm -hmm. Don't exist. Because knives are usually a sign that things are about to get stupid. <laughs> How do you cut your bread? Computer. Bread. The laser. Cut. Come on. <laughs> they, they, they have... I liked all the touches where we saw, like, next-gen uh, tech, like, slightly updated, but still as we remember it. Like, mm. uh, like the thing that heals your, your scars yep. and, like, uh, a replicator. replicator was really cool. Yeah, it was. It, it was kind of like a 3D printer. Like, mm -hmm. they, they added a, a thing to it. And uh, I would say... All of the production design, I was very happy with. Like, yeah. we you, you mentioned this in your summary. For those of you who might not be familiar, Star Trek, notoriously stingy with locations on Earth that aren't San Francisco. Uh-huh. We've been in Earth's future for almost 800 episodes of television plus, like, 15 movies. And we've only ever fucking been to San Francisco, one little corner of New Orleans, and the Picard Vineyard. Yep. And... Finally, we're seeing, like, this whole episode took place on Earth. We went to a lot of new locations, and they all look great. Yeah. That shot of Boston was so cool. Like, because there's flying cars, but there's also still cars on the ground, because those wouldn't go away. Uh-huh. And, like, the buildings look cool. Like, did, you everything looks... the bi did you notice the big building with the giant Ferengi sign? I didn't. Yeah, it's in there. That's a nice detail. But then we saw Okinawa, Japan, where, mm -hmm. um, where the Daystrom Institute is. Uh, uh, Dodge is from Seattle, which, you know, woo, Seattle didn't. Yeah. Get blown up in World War Three! Hooray! Yay. We did it! Yeah, but it was it was nice. It Portland was nice is a smoking to... crater to this day, but ah, uh, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but it, you know, it was it was nice for this future show to show us like we're always out in space seeing other other cultures' futures, but we hardly ever see ours. You know, mm. and it's nice to finally get a little of that. Yeah. And it felt consistent with what we saw in Next Gen, but a little more updated, but not like, again, they're not reinventing everything. No. It's where we left off, only a little bit better. Mm -hmm. No, it, feel, it feels like, you know, 18 years of, uh, yeah, you know, just the world's gone through 18 years. Things have changed. Yeah. And, uh, like, the, the Romulan stuff I thought looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, they had mentioned, and I think we, we talked about this briefly before, but they had mentioned that, uh, different Romulans will have different looks. I mean, I think that's a good sort of, I think that's an excellent way. That's a good take to sort of cover everything. Yeah. I feel like they should have done that with the Klingons in, Disco yeah. in Discovery. 
instead of they might still i don't know instead of trying to explain why they all look different just say just like humans some people from different places look a little different yeah that's all that that's all it is there's no explanation needed mm-hmm. it's just romulans from romulus look like this romulans yeah. from another colony planet look like this done some of them have the the ears some of them have more ridgy foreheads and not so much with the ears like good yeah fine yeah there's room but, for all of this stuff yeah um I, I i still like the romulans we've talked about this a lot how mm. the romulans always felt like they should have been a big deal and hardly ever were yeah and i hope i hope this is the time this time maybe this time yeah I've hope, been disappointed hope every other time, but maybe this time. Uh, Tomalock was good. There are a handful of individual episodes. Oh, sure. The one where Data, or Jordy gets stranded with that uh, Romulan guy was yes. fucking amazing. Yes. That is that is one of my, like, probably top five next-gen episodes. But, like, you know, we've talked about this a bunch of times, but, like, everything the Romulans did well, the Cardassians did a million times better. Also, uh, when next-gen built up the Romulan thread and built it up and built it up, the payoff was Sela. Yeah, exactly. And she's terrible. And then after that, they went away pretty much. Like, they popped up occasionally, but they weren't this looming threat because Mm -hmm. they paid it off in the worst way possible, like, two or three times. Mm -hmm. Uh, If this series ends up being masterminded by Sela, I'd quit. I quit all Uh, of this. There's a, like, I haven't heard anything, obviously. I'm not, like, I don't have any insider knowledge or anything, but I could definitely see that happening. Well, they're... They're really tying in a lot of next-gen threads, and I like yeah. that. But that's a thread that sucked. Yeah. Well, Don't do that thread. Look, man, you're preaching to the choir here, but I could easily see that as a reveal towards the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Humans pop up in the most unexpected places. They sure fucking do, Al. They sure fucking do. <laughs> uh, is that, like, there's a there's a handful of the most hacky lines that you and I love to quote. It's such a... Because d- it didn't make any fucking sense... <laughs> within the like w- like within the conversation she was having at the time what i love is when you get upset about something to the point where you can't finish it. the thing was it was so God she damn was it. just so ah <laughs> oh i love it because i feel it with you it's a it's a sympathetic uh oh she's love. just such a trash character yeah and she so really clearly was. like we probably shouldn't have just fucking murdered uh tasha like that you know what yes you should have also yesterday's enterprise fixed that anyway yeah it's time for her to leave she quit and then they ruined it again to make uh Sela. fucking terrible terrible and terrible terrible spock's only appearance in this in this uh series like this, this legendary character the only time we ever get to see spock and picard and data on screen they're fighting Sela. Mm-hmm. really Ugh. so yeah please please if you're listening show creators and i know you are mm-hmm. No, Sayla, please. We're you. You can do better. I swear I mean, to God. I'm trying to think of good Romulans to bring back, and uh, apart is from Tom- Tomalock, is Tomalock dead? I don't think so. I don't remember because he, he was, showed up twice, and one of them when he was a hologram. Mm, no, he showed up more than that. Not, but not that much many. more than that. No, but he showed up in All Good Things. Okay, he was in All Good Things because uh, one of the times uh, Picard time jumped back to the present. Tomalock's yelling at him on the view screen and it's mm. like, uh, how long are we going to stare at each other across the neutral zone? So like when the series ended, he was still around is what I'm saying. Mm. So he could still be. But also the thing about him was like, it was that sort of mutual respect thing. He's not yeah. full on evil. 
So I don't want him to be the, no. the bad guy necessarily. Sela was definitely full on hand wringing, yeah. cackling into the into the night evil. Oh, there's tons of Romulans like that. Like mm-hmm. you, you could you could uh, if they could afford Tom Hardy, they could bring back shins on. <laughs> knives upon knives. Yes, I'm back. And in Star Trek now. Oh, God. That's Please what Tom don't. Hardy sounds like. No, now he sounds like Venom. <laughs> How is... Oh, fucking turd in the wind. <laughs> People loved that Venom movie, man. I had a grand old fucking time watching that movie. Okay. I'm not... I have no opinion. It did not look like it was for me at all. It sure wasn't. Dumb it, as a sack of rocks. I'm okay with dumb if it embraces dumb and goes over the top dumb, mm-hmm. but I don't think it sounds like it didn't go too far enough. No, it was mostly just Tom Hardy being a goddamn maniac. That's fine. I mean, we got that in Nemesis and it wasn't very good. No. It's very much like if someone was like, let's make Nick Cage Venom. Oh, God. No, thank you. <laughs> On the bag, a symbiote or something? <laughs> uh, what was your bad thing about this episode? Uh, yeah, so, um, the word dude appears in this episode, and that shit sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Oh my god, Matt. We have this argument, well, not argument, mm-hmm. but we have this discussion every episode of Endeavor. Yeah. Where you write some contemporary thing in these future characters, and I say, that doesn't sound right, and you say, but that's how people talk. No, that's how I talk. Okay. No, this, like... I, I don't usually get hung up on colloquialisms. In, in yeah, and I do. It and doesn't this one didn't bo- bother like, me. It just doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But that was fuck. That word's on the way out now. Is it? I feel like it is. Like, I feel like a generation for, like, kids aren't going to be using this anymore. Oh, dude. I, I could be wrong. Not. I don't know any kids, but, like. <laughs> I mean, Bill and Ted 3's dropping next year. Hopefully that'll bring it back. Fair point. So, I don't know. I, that That one didn't bother me. It does often bother me. That that particular one didn't bother me, though. I just like, dude, don't do that. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to speak like that. In fact, my note even says, this alien dude looks pretty okay, referring to the same <laughs> dude that she was talking to. Mm-hmm. That was a good-looking dude. It was. It was a new alien race we hadn't seen in Star Trek. I, I saw it referenced in Memory Alpha, and I don't remember the name, but uh, he looked very good and, uh, you know, cute Had guy. Had that, sideway- that sideways by. blink that I always like. Yep. Well, it's nice now that they can, like... Make better aliens that aren't the same bumpy-headed bullshit we saw for, we, you know, exactly. three series. We talked series. about this uh, uh, last week. They, ha- they have really sort of stepped up the alien, but not too, like... It's, yeah, still humanoid. It's a but, good evolution of the bumpy forehead alien, you know? Well, because you still want a person in there, and you still want a person that you can recognize in there. Mm-hmm. But you also want to make them not look like variations on the same really boring theme. Exactly. And they didn't. Yeah. He looked really cool, and I was sad to see him die because he, he sure was, did get stabbed with a knife. He was cute by by mm-hmm. a by an acid ninja. Yep, an acid ninja stabbed him. Uh huh. Just to be clear, <laughs> never forget Wesley Crusher killed a guy. Mm-hmm. Dodge's uh, boyfriend dude got uh, killed by an acid spitting Romulan knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's one poor dead dude. Mm hmm. Uh, what else? Ah, uh, what else? Um. Picard's dog has massive fucking balls, so I can definitely see why he was named number one. You always notice these things. I it was impossible not to. First of all, I'm all if there's a dr- dog on screen, I'm drawn to look. <laughs> My at eyes dog. are drawn right to his crotch. <laughs> and secondly, you don't. I mean, 
Listen, you don't normally see dog balls on TV. No, I guess that's true. Usually, most you see like a lot of dogs are played dogs, yeah. by are either fixed or played by uh, females, so you don't get that uh, that that dick action in there. Yeah. Now I wonder, is this one of Pat- like Patrick Stewart famously has pit bulls? Yes, he's he's a big advocate for pit bull rescue, which mm-hmm. is great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if this is one of his real life dogs. I I haven't read anything about that. I don't know. I would that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it, well, it was a good you know, actor. That's what I'm saying. Like, did mm-hmm. he train his dog to be an actor? <laughs> because dogs who like animals that perform are a whole different thing than domesticated pets. Yeah. And did this seasoned career actor train his dog or have his dog trained to perform? Or did they get a did they get a stunt pit bull? Like, I don't know. No. I love I'm him. Curious. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. I'm and a bi- I'm a big uh, I'm a big pit bull fan, so yeah, I think I mean I I mean look, all dogs are good dogs. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I I like that one as well. But like I would li- I would like a pit bull, but like they are banned at my apartment complex. Oh, yeah, shouldn't be banned anywhere. That's the thing, man. I like, mean, any, specifically by breed. If there are places uh-huh. where dogs are banned, I I get it. But no, yeah. no, this is just a breed thing. <sighs> it's literally just like pit bulls, and I think uh, Roddies aren't allowed here either. Oh, to hell with that. Yeah. No, I just it like I really, I think Tedro was talking about this uh this week Mm -hmm. um i really hope this sort of gets people to realize that pit bulls don't suck they're awesome dogs yeah i mean i've said this on the show several times i famously like uh adopted my uh now deceased beagle uh, Mm -hmm. because i saw it on enterprise it's one of the only good things about that show yeah absolutely like power of suggestion works man and uh I'm in the market for another dog. Man. Mm-hmm. No, that's too big. I need something smaller. It, it's a big chunk of dog, but uh, yeah, it is. No. Also, I'd probably go for a golden retriever, but mm. uh, the best meme dog. Call it Mr. Peanut Butter. Yes. I well, I probably would. Uh-huh. Oh, in in terms of like the best dogs in a meme, golden retrievers are always make me laugh more than any other breed of dog. I don't know what that they is. They got that uh, they got that face. Like they got Yeah, it's that natural smile, face. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. But Sad yes, I, I did love number one, and I hope, I assume the action's going to move off Earth at some point and take him into space, and mm. I hope he brings the dog with him. That would be nice. I He probably won't. No. But I hope he does. It's a it's a nice image that they sort of, to sort of sell the show on. Yeah. You know, is those shots of, like, old Patrick Stewart with his dog. Well, I and like you, it a lot. Your initial concern, your very valid concern, mm. that... Picard went through all this character development and now he's sad and alone. Yeah. That's a good, quick visual uh, way to say he's not alone. Mm-hmm. He's got a dog. And also, he's got another little found family on his vineyard who help him out, these yeah. these Romulan refugees. But, like, for one single image, showing a dog shows that he's not, yeah. you know, completely alone, which is nice. So, that's good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. And uh, yeah. I, right now, like I say, as with all... Uh, streaming serialized shows the the question now is can they keep it up Mm -hmm. like will they make this interesting for 10 episodes or will they whiz it down their legs yeah hopefully like 10 episodes is a good chunk of story to tell you know like like discovery had 13 and then they felt like expanding to 15 or something and like like that 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 was a mistake like 13 was too many and then they went too far after Mm -hmm. that so and I think maybe 10 is, is going to work better. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so you got a quote? Uh, I do have a quote. This is uh, sort of Picard sort of revving up to, like, get back out there again. I like this a lot. You ask too much of yourself. Oh, 
sitting here all these years, nursing my offended dignity, writing books of history people prefer to forget. I never asked anything of myself at all. No, I didn't. I haven't been living. I've been waiting to die. Yeah, this is like our last act, like time to come out of retirement and, you know, do something that was, about that this. That was one thing I saw. You have old Patrick, like old Picard, just like, it's getting harder and harder to wake up in the morning. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, dude, you guys live to be about 130 now, so you might want to start playing bridge or something. Yeah, I was going to say, you're only 70 or 80 in universe. You got a long way. Like, you could live double that time. <laughs> this is his midlife crisis. Yeah. Because when we met uh, Bones, he mm-hmm. was 137, I remember yep. that. And we don't know how much longer he lived after that. So you could easily live 70 times two. Yeah. So yeah, t- take care of yourself, man. Yeah. I'm All right. tired. I don't want to get out of bed anymore. You're in the prime of your 70s. <laughs> Excuse me, 80s. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I would guess 70s, but I'm not sure. Mm. All right. Well, that's all for this time. Yeah. Um, next week, we will show you another one. Yeah. Uh, so our website, as ever, postatomichorror.com. If you want to write to us, postatomichorror at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we have a Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter, at Algar, at Robot Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Star Trek fanfic show called Endeavor. Uh, it's just entering its second season. Yep. Um, as you New hear this. New goes up uh, next week. Yeah, on the 1st. Yeah. Uh, you'll be hearing a collection of shorts written by a number of people uh, involved with the show and sort of peripheral to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, March 1st, uh, our first new episode of, of Season 2 drops. But uh, if this is a new thing to you, you can go back and binge the 10 episodes of Season 1. Yeah. So we'd love you to check that out. Check it's it at out. U- ussendeavor.com. Yeah. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2020. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.